You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiła Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. Welcome back to Deeply Connected with Ludmiwa Woodrow. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Hmm. How can we have better sex? First of all, when you hear sex, immediately what comes to your mind? Because for women and men, it brings up very different connotations. You can't really talk about sex without understanding how women were raised into pleasing everybody else before experiencing pleasure themselves. So, let's really look at this. Very often we have very different standards for men and women. Men, if they fool around, look at them, how great they are. They can have so many women. But if a woman follows her pleasure, pleasure with multiple men, then you know how we call her. It's not a pretty name. If a woman feels desire, wants to have sex, so often she will be shamed for even wanting it because we don't have the same permission, let us say, in a society to just claim it. And I want women and men to be able to claim their own pleasure, but especially women, because we've been denied that part of our being for such a long time. We've been taught to be a good girl, make sure everybody is happy. And if you were raised in a home that was religious, but also in a regular home, it's very often taught to make sure that your partner is satisfied. But what about your own satisfaction between the beds or in any other location? That is very foreign to so many women because with the desire comes the shame, comes the guilt, like I shouldn't be feeling this. There is something wrong. And lately I even heard from one of my clients saying, you know, women don't have such a huge drive like men do. Again, who says so? So when we look at the dynamic in sensuality and sexuality, let's just say men had a permission for more of it in their own life for centuries. And for us women, we are trying to figure out our relationship to that desire within ourselves. So if you experience any luggage around sex, luggage of beliefs, luggage of this is allowed, this is a yes, and this is a no, and this is a good girl, and this is a slut, I need you to really look at this. Because if I would ask you, how of a great lover are you? How would you rate yourself? 
Are you so comfortable in your body and your pleasure and you know which points of touch and what type of touch makes you scream out or you have no clue? And by the way, screaming is so inappropriate because that's what we are told as well. So as a woman, really ask yourself, how great of a lover am I? And what is really stopping me from becoming a better lover? And by the way, do I really have time for it between the kids and work and household and family and all the birthday parties? Like, why does that even matter? Because I feel it's such a pity when I hear a woman say, I can go without. I can go without. It doesn't really matter it's there or not. But <laughs> when I ask why, why would you go without? Well, I have goals to meet and new accomplishments to achieve. And I'm literally, literally floored. But this is how a lot of us think. We think that this sexual part of us doesn't even matter. Like, what's the point? What's the point? And the point is that pleasure itself is valuable for the feelings of aliveness as a woman. So take a piece of paper and just meditate on, do I express myself in bed to my partner or to all the men I've been with? Did I tell them what I enjoyed? Do I even know what I enjoy? How much do I experiment with myself in play? And I'm talking about monogamous relationships. You of course do whatever you want, you know, but if you are in a monogamous relationship, how do you keep it still spicy? How do you still keep it going? And how can you recognize where there's opportunity for growth and where you are blocking yourself? So first of all, look at the origin of your life and your sexuality. When you were raised in your households, what have you heard about sex? What have you heard about sex? I remember when I was 19 years old and my mom told me, when are you planning on losing your virginity? That's what she told me. And I was stunned because all my friends wanted to have sex and I was taking my time. I was the romantic. I will wait for, you know, my relationship. But my mom was very self-expressed in that area of her life. And we would have very open conversations about sex. So I already kind of knew what to expect. And I also knew that it's okay to have the wanting. It's okay to feel different types of sensations in your body and that there is nothing wrong with you. And I don't think you are all aware, but kids early on can already feel some pleasure in their body, in our intimate areas and organs, however we want to call it. And as society, we start shaming the children and we are like, oh, this is inappropriate. You shouldn't feel anything. Well, we are curious, you know? Another client of mine told me when she was five years old, she was in a restroom at the kindergarten and there was another girl and they looked at each other and said, oh, you have the same thing <laughs> under your underwear like I do. There is nothing wrong with curiosity, but we are so shamed that we shouldn't be even thinking about our vaginas or penises and all the other things that are sexual that we ourselves block from exploring what is joyful. So how was sex discussed in your household? Was sex used by 
your mother, for example, if she wouldn't get what she needed from your dad, would she use sex to block the connection? What was happening with your dad? Was there a conversation or was there just, this is not a topic for you and you need to stay virgin until you are married? And if you have any desires, you will go to hell? Like what is really the history and the story of sex for you? I hear for a lot of women who are processing religious trauma that they've been taught they just need to comply with whatever their husband wants. And so for years, they have sex in ways where it doesn't bring them any pleasure or they don't orgasm. Such a pity, right? And some of them finally wake up and start claiming that for themselves. So what is the story for you? Secondly, are you comfortable with saying no, even with your husband? You don't always have to be in a mood, but are you comfortable with saying no? No, I would prefer this or I would prefer that. It's such a strong, such a strong claiming of ourselves. It's not that you are always open to sex, but you can increase the desire that you can have for sex and, and the sexual experience, right? So have you ever been in a situation where you are, you know, sexual with a man and you think in your head, this is literally a no for me. I don't feel much here, but if I say something, then he will be offended and I will be rejected and I just better go along with it. Have you ever been in a situation like that? So many women have experienced this. So many women have experienced sex without orgasm for years, for years. Completely disconnection. You are there in your body and there is something happening on a physical level, but emotionally and sensation-wise, literally nothing. And you think, is this it? That was it? So what is the conversation around sex? And what is the conversation for you as a woman? And just notice when we say that we have as much sexual drive as men, we in this society are perceived as, you know, sluts. And what is wrong with you? And that's why so many women, before having better sex, you need to remove the shame and the guilt around your sexual expression. You can't move past that if you don't feel safe in your body to experience that. So you have to feel sexually and emotionally safe. If you experience any trauma, right? There are so many of you that experience some sexual trauma in their childhood or in the adulthood, possibly. You need to be able to work through the body first so the body with certain touches feels safe. Because if somebody really violated you, now any type of behavior from a man, even the one who loves you, will really waken up your body to protect and you will shut down any possibility of having any joy because now the touch is danger. So look at the stories, really recognize if there was trauma and if there was trauma, there needs to be somatic work to be done and it has to be slow because most of sexual abuse happens very, um, you know, it's not preface, it's very violent. It can be overwhelming and it is overwhelming for many. So that needs to be addressed as well. 
And then when you can start shedding all those stories, and for men, men deal with this as well, even though, as we say, they can do more things than women in some way, you know, by societal norms, but men are exposed to so much porn that then they think this is a normal encounter in a bedroom. And it doesn't look like this. This is whatever we see on the screen. If this is your only education about how to be intimate with a woman, that she needs to be ready and there is no foreplay and you just fuck and that's it and we are done. Well, this is going to be very interesting, you know, journey for you because regular women don't work that way. And as Esther Perel says, the next orgasm starts at the end of the previous one. And what does that mean? It means for a man to understand, how do I make you feel good? How do I touch you outside of wanting the sex? How do I, how do I pour into you? How do I make you feel emotionally safe with me? Right? This needs to be there before going and having sex. We are missing this huge opportunity for playfulness and a little bit of excitement in between. So as men are navigating, what does it even feel like or look like to have healthy sex? Because, you know, porn is so out there and women are trying to figure out how to be fully expressed. And there we come to the bedroom, right? And there is this, sex happens. Do you have a conversation? So many people, so many people don't say, honey, next time I really would love for you to touch me or kiss me this way or there, because that just puts me on fire, sets me on fire. If you touch me, you can literally take your partner's hand and slowly and gently take it over your leg or over your hand, over your breast and show him what you like. But what happens often is we go to the thing, then we are unhappy because we didn't orgasm or we didn't have any pleasure or we didn't feel like we were taken care of and we become resentful. And then guess what? When he comes back for more sex, no, I have a headache. I don't feel like it. I don't need this. Or you will keep doing it from the space of I own this to him because we are together and I don't want to disappoint him. And I don't advise having this conversation about like, oh, you can gently give cues during the sex, the sex to your partner, gently. You can literally touch their hand and gently put it somewhere specifically and say, I love when you do that. But don't have like a 10 minute explanation of why you want them to do it and why exact this way and go into preaching because that's not the time for it then. But you can only get so intimate as you can get open. And both you and your partner have preferences. And you can only recognize the preferences when you first remove the stories of your conditioning, remove and work through the shame and the guilt and the guilt of like, I just had five orgasms. Is that normal for a woman? Yes, it is. It is all for you. So you remove the shame, you work through it and the guilt and you really own the pleasure, the pleasure within yourself first always. And then you start having conversation with your partner but also start working with yourself, right? Do you ever massage your breast? Do you even know how that feels to touch your own breast? How much do you self-pleasure? Do you think it's also shameful or is it something that is healthy for you? Yeah, there, um, 
there is uh, this exercise that, not even exercise, it's more, most of a, more of a practice where I tell my clients, of course, it's up to you, but having an orgasm is very regulating. Like it really regulates your nervous system for many people if you work through your trauma already, right? And so having five minutes orgasms every day, you have no idea how much more pleasure you will experience within yourself and then how much of that experience and energy can influence just your everyday life and how you approach your partner and yourself and stress from work, right? So how playful can you be with yourself? So as you explore your own body, you can explore different toys. You can use yoni eggs, you can use dildos, you can use feathers. As we were talking here today, you can use an ice cube and really slowly take it all over your body and just experience the sensation. Because this is who we are. We experience world through all of our senses, right? And touch is one of them. So how do I like to be touched? How fast, how slow, in which particular way? How does it feel to be touched with an ice cube instead of the feather, right? How does it feel like to receive a massage from my loved ones? So for example, if I advise a Tantra date night, that's what we do. We slow everything down. We slow everything down. We work with looking at each other and really looking deeply into each other's eyes and asking questions about each other without any feedback that can open us up to more connection. How do you love to be touched? You can ask your partner and then you give them three minutes of talking. And when they share with you, you can say, thank you. How do you like to be touched? and give them space again. How do you love to make love? What is your fantasy? Do you have any fantasies? And I don't want you to go immediately to having sex with other people. If you want to do that, it's up to you. But for my clients, they do want to have sex with their partners. And how can we bring fantasy and mystique into it, right? Do you bring props? Do you create scenarios like for example, having sex in a car once in a while or on the beach or impromptu. If you are used to having sex all the time in the morning, why don't you change it up and leave some cues so it leads him to the bedroom and then there you are or somewhere else. Like where is the fun in all of it as well? Instead of just this automatic specific movements and you know what they are because if you have sex in the same way all the time and the same position all the time, that's all what you know right? So what can be more fun for yourself, not only for your partner, but first yourself as a woman? How can I please myself first before giving to anybody else? And how can I just own it? So another thing that is very supportive is using our sound, our throat, our voice. Sound. Again, how do you moan? Mm, how do you talk dirty? I can, I can be so many women with my husband. I can be this very innocent woman like, oh, sir, please don't hurt me. I, I just don't know what my husband would say. I literally do that. <laughs> or I say, I really want to take me hard. Like you can be so many different women with your partner by still being yourself. This is a fantasy. This is what you can do in role playing. This is how you really 
Just take ownership of your own experience instead of waiting for the man to do it for you, right? If you haven't experienced or, or you know, practiced self-pleasure with Yoni eggs or dildos or um, any other toys or even this simple as feathers, different types of materials on you, different types of touch, like there is so much here for you to explore and we have different types of orgasms as well. So as a woman, really step into this permission for yourself that you can have better sex, more pleasurable sex. Another thing you can do to kind of be more comfortable with yourself is to start moving your body because so many of us are so uncomfortable in our bodies that we don't even dance. So start dancing. Like I advise going on your force, switching on your best music that you love and just on your force, start moving with your hips, with your arms, with your legs, just whatever, just go with the flow, how it feels like and see where your body takes you, not in your head, to your body. Then practice, choose an animal. What kind of animal could I be? And become that in the movement, right? How would a lion act here? How would a wolf act here? Like really start embodying the primal desire for pleasure. It's such an interesting way to relate to yourself and connect to yourself. Because if I would ask you, do you ever go on your force and roar, right? Or scream or yell or sing while moving yourself and your hips? I don't think many women do. So Coming back to yourself and being really curious about different ways you can approach yourself will change the way you experience sex in a huge way. And men are so open if they know what you like and what you want. If you know what you enjoy, most of them will be more happy to support if it doesn't go you know, outside of their values and non-negotiables. Because if you are a person who wants to be in monogamous relationship, but then you want to do a, you know, threesome, then, or your husband wants to do a threesome, and one of you wants to be monogamous, like now we have a problem, right? So you have to be so clear on the boundaries and the values and non-negotiables when it comes to sexuality and, and sexual experience. So explore in ways that make it playful, use your voice, use your sound. You literally can even, <laughs> for fun, take a banana and eat it slowly in front of him, sliding your lips up and down, just for fun. Doesn't have to lead to anything, but just for playfulness, right? Do you dress up sometimes? Do you dress up in different outfits, as I said before, and play different kind of roles? There is so much to explore here. And I truly encourage you to own your sex, your sexuality and sensuality, because it will create more freedom and joy in every aspect of your life. If you have any more questions, find me on social media and reach out because sex talk is almost like bed talk. So I am here and I hope that you will start exploring that part of yourself in the new light. And may we all be deeply connected to ourselves and those around us. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time 
deep diving into what you need to feel, heal and connect again. My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time we share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodruff.com and I will see you next week. Thank you.